This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Freshly and by Masterclass. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> The weekend. Ah, oh, he did it again. Anyways, hey, look, we got a worldwide pandemic, protests, economic inequality, anti-science chaos humans who refuse to recognize climate change and deny the effectiveness of both masks and vaccines. Uh, we got wildfires, floods, earthquakes, gigantic hurricanes, a looming recession, workers pissing in bottles, a big-ass boat that got itself stuck after drawing a giant dick using GPS and thereby bringing... Uh, like at least 15 to 20% of uh, all worldwide shipments to a halt. That one's funny, though. Uh, what the hell else do we absolutely need right now? Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, how about billions, maybe even trillions of insects that are as loud as a motorcycle, leaf blower, or a chainsaw, but never shut the fuck up? Well, luckily, these loud boys only emerge from the ground once every 17 years or so, and, uh... God damn it. The cicadas are coming. They're flying all over the place. There's one here, it just landed. The cicadas are coming! Well, not for us. Not for us. I've never seen a cicada in my life. I'm actually kind of curious. I'd love to see them at some point. I've experienced them. They're very, very annoying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're on the East Coast or Midwest of these United States and thought for a second that life was going to maybe get back to normal sometime soon, well, wait until these deafening sons of bitches emerge from their nearly two-decade-long dirt nap and start buzzing literally as loud as possible for up to six weeks straight in an attempt to find mating partners. Because mm -hmm. that's what's coming up if you live in <laughs> Delaware, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Washington, D.C. It isn't, because, like, there's different regions of cicadas, but this year especially is, like, the different timelines are all lining up in, like, an especially fucked up yeah, way. Yeah, there's, there's, like, yearly uh, uh Like, every cicadas. year, yeah, every year cicadas somewhere wake up, but this year, it's their cycles yes. are all synced up. <laughs> yeah, their cycles are synced up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're close. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's something that happens uh, typically between every 13 years and every 17 years. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while for this one. Apparently, the last time this specific amount uh, and uh, and uh, the this this cicadas that are being birthed out of what was laid uh, came in 2004. So these bad boys have been just under the surface hey, 2004 since was 2004. Great. Uh, fucking, you know, MTV still had a bunch of great sh reality shows. Um, you know, uh, we were all pretending that there wasn't uh, a bunch of wars happening in the Middle East. Everybody had a home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you had Snake on your phone and you were happy about it. Mm -hmm. It's and, Look, it's uh, been a yeah, long time. We're, we're, we're bringing back the early 2000s, baby. Joe Biden's president. The cicadas are the back. The cicadas are back. Yeah. America's healing. Now, of course, of course it had to be this year, of all years, that these essentially harmless, but very annoying insects arrive just in time for hot boy, hopefully no more COVID summer too. Now here's what's happening. Uh, named Brood X, which what? Yeah, is honestly a pretty awesome sounding name. Uh, this soon to be onslaught of large buzzing insects have been just sitting underneath the surface layer of the earth, waiting until we were all ready to go out and have a great time before digging their way up, taking flight, and just screaming and fucking everywhere you look. It's like that meme of the kid with the giant French horn, like chasing the girl down the street. It's like me just trying to enjoy the first summer after COVID-19. <laughs> like, cicadas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, here's some uh, reporting from thehill.com. The insects, which bear orange wings, red eyes, and a familiar loud buzz, are expected to make their emergence sometime between mid-May and late June across large swaths of the eastern United States and Midwest. Periodic cicadas lay their eggs inside the twigs of trees and shrubs that later hatch and drop to the ground. The tiny nymphs then burrow into the soil and feed off the roots of plants and trees for the next 13 to 17 years as they grow and develop. After their extended time underground, billions of the insects come to the surface to mate and lay eggs for five to six weeks. The swarms of male cicadas fill the air with their distinct hum to attract mates. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's certainly a hum, I guess. It's how you get girls. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, oof. Uh, now the sound is unmistakable and it's incredibly annoying, but eventually, like the tinnitus that probably half of us are all suffering from right at this very moment, it eventually just becomes part of your everyday soundtrack and you'll begin to just live with it. Sorry about it's a little uh, white noise machine. Yeah, sorry about reminding uh, those of you out there uh, that you have a ringing in your ears. Yeah, I can usually forget until it's directly brought up, and now it's just deafening. Yes, I occasionally have uh, a, a really tough one where my ear like pops or something, and then just goes wee. It sucks. Yeah. Wear your fucking earphones. Yeah. I was around live music for far too long with no yeah. protection. Uh, anyways, from Reuters, quote: May is going to be a loud month for sure. For cicadas. Uh, that's said, uh, said by Dr. Jessica Ware. Uh, male cicadas make a loud chirping sound by vibrating a plate called a timbal located on their abdomens. Quote, it's this kind of dance. Males are showing that they can call as loud and as long as possible, which means they're probably a good mate. Females are listening. Are they calling loud? Are they calling long? It's kind of a complicated acoustic dance that they're doing, said Ware. So, yeah, there you go. Do these males have the stamina that it takes to please the female yeah. cicada? Yeah, just like in real life, women, they, they go for the loudest man around. Yeah, when you walk by and you hear one of these loud cicadas, specifically a very loud one, you got to be like, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up? <laughs> just a Guido uh, cicada. Yeah. Just flex it. You walk by and you hear this and you're like, damn, that is one sexy cicada. They, they always love the cicadas who buzz, but what about the cicadas who listen? <laughs> Where's their girlfriend? Uh, they uh, they die off and they don't evolve into the next species. Yeah. Fucked up. And yeah, just listen to this shit. Bad. So yeah, yeah, okay, that sucks. Depending on how close these things are to you or where you're trying to sleep, their buzzing can hit upwards of 120 decibels, which is comparable to a concert, revving motors, or power tools like chainsaws and leaf blowers. Yeah. Like we said, though, these things are essentially harmless. Yeah. I mean, they aren't going to sting you or bite you or anything like that. But you can't imagine what, um, I don't know, a windshield on a car might look like when a car goes driving through a swarm. And then you turn the wipers on and it just smears it Yeah, it's like the opening scene of Men in Black, mm -hmm. just, but, it, but way worse. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty big-sized bug, too. So having one land on you or, God forbid, get tangled up in your hair or maybe fly into your mouth right as you're... It's talking or singing. That's a big-ass bug to have or, in your mouth. Or going up your butthole when you bend over to tie your shoes or something. Just any comical way that this thing can get on you or in you. Yeah. It's got to be an unpleasant experience. Yeah, because at first look, like, you, like anyone would be like, what is this gigantic wasp or something on me? So you're going to freak out. Luckily, Elliot uh, keeps shaving his head. Yeah. To avoid cicadas. But I've the been beard, waiting for this moment. The beard is going to get some cicadas in it if, if we're on the correct side of the country. Or incorrect in this That's case. True. Yeah. So look, stay vigilant, entire East Coast and parts of the Midwest. The billions, 
maybe trillions of cicadas are coming sometime between mid-May and June. It's gonna be May. There is nothing you can do but just sit there and wait for them to emerge and start singing their beautiful songs. It's definitely going to be a summer to remember for more than a few reasons, that's for sure. Um, but hey, yeah, maybe dubstep will come back. All the like bedroom producers who've been waiting for inspiration, mm -hmm. they'll go out with their little field recorder, get some cicada noises, go back in the studio, yeah. you know, start bleeping and blooping with that sound. I just hope the cicadas don't find out about the brown note. Because if they all start syncing up and making everyone shit themselves, Ooh. we're going to have a problem. Yeah. Uh, anyways, good luck, uh, everyone, half the yeah, country. Everyone except California. Yeah, we're doing fine. The Golden State. Something. Look, we're on fire half the year, so. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing, we're dealing with our We're not problems. doing fine at all. No. But uh, speaking of things attempting to get back to normal, uh, the fact of the matter is that even with vaccines continuing to roll out, masks are going to be a normal everyday thing for at least the immediate future until we achieve full herd immunity. A lot of places are ro uh, rolling back the requirement for them, but many businesses, especially nationwide chains, are going to keep these policies in effect until they're safe from getting sued by someone who didn't wear a mask and then blames them for getting sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, having said that, some mask wearing might continue long after the pandemic's over. And for us, I mean, that'll mean uh, anytime we step foot on an airplane, for never, sure. For I'm sure. never going unmasked on an airplane again. Never. For the rest of my fucking life, mm -hmm. I'm not just going barefaced onto a plane. Just yeah. raw-dogging airplane? Gross. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I mean, we should have been wearing masks this whole time, long before this started. Yeah. My dad started wearing masks on an airplane like five years ago. My whole family, we laughed at him. Well, who's laughing now? Uh, he is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, airplanes, arguably one of the easiest places to get sick if you're flying somewhere, especially on a very long flight. Yeah. Uh, typically, you don't want to be in the beginning phase of a cold or something right when you arrive. It's usually I, like vacation or it's even like, a business trip. You're like, oh, well, here goes two days of my entire yeah, trip. Yeah, it's like 50-50 me getting some degree of uh, illness after a long flight. Yep. Um, so, yeah, while it's certainly a shitty thing that mask wearing was popularized by a deadly infection being spread around the world, killing millions. Mm -hmm. The innovations in mask technology has definitely advanced by years. And case in point, uh, that prototype mask from Razer called Project Hazel that included voice projection, filtered ventilators, and of course, RGB lighting. Yeah. That thing was sick. Yeah. I want it. But it's just a concept. Yeah, it was just a concept. And we weren't sure if this mask or others like it would ever become a reality because once COVID is a thing of the past, why wear a mask? Because well, it looks awesome. Yeah, I mean... Apparently, there are enough people out there who'd like to have their air filtered for them in the future instead of risking it all by breathing in that raw, boneless air. So, uh, Razor is actually moving forward with the project and will actually manufacture the Razor mask. I'm getting it. Sometime in the near future. Yep. I, I want something like, I want this or something like it for any time I step on a plane. Yeah. Because thinking back, once all this got started, thinking back, I was like, pretty much every time I've gone on a plane for more than a couple of hours... I get to a place and I at least have a sore throat or a cough or something. Yeah, and this one's nice. It actually like cools your face. And, and now you don't look as weird by wearing a mask. Oh, no, you look on awesome. A plane. Yeah. Uh, from an interview with Razor CEO Min Liang Tan in uh, Yahoo Finance, quote, we are going to proceed in making it a reality and ship the smart mask. Project Hazel is going to be a reality. We are going to make it happen. And I think we will all be, unfortunately, wearing masks for a long time to come. Great. I mean, not great that we have to wear masks, but. Not great, but. I think I'm excited about uh, having my air filtered properly. They have like and this mask is a conversation starter. 
Yeah, you turn on the RGB lighting and you're like, oh, so what? You, I'm assuming you use a controller when you play video games. Yeah, once we get back to going to like shows and stuff, I'm wear this. Oh, it's gonna be great at a hard style show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were innovators. Uh, yeah, the the sort of cyberpunk movement of genres. They were way ahead of the curve on this shit. You know what? The one place you weren't gonna get sick at EDC, the hard style stage. No, no. They're all masked up. Get the. It, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's safe. Anyway, there isn't any information on like pricing or release date for this the actual physical version of this mask, but as long as the price is reasonable for something that is reusable like this and something that offers protection, and especially if you can turn off <laughs> the RGB lights, though why would you want to? I don't know, because if I'm sitting on a plane, I don't want to look like a disco ball. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So if all those things are true, then yeah, we're all for it. Because like we said, even when the pandemic's done, at the very least, probably going to be putting masks on to fly or in specific high-density, lengthy situations. I don't really ride the subway ever, but if I'm in a city where that is a more common thing, that would be another place also I would wear a mask. Also helps the smell. Yeah, it can get real stinky. Uh, riding the Chicago subway in the, the middle of summer yeah. when it's 100 plus degrees out and uh, just smells like a swamp everywhere and everyone smells like shit, you're going to want a mask. To might filter as well, that funk out. Might as well have some uh, RGB elements to it. Yeah. Real conversation starter. So yeah, if you're going to wear a mask, might as well do it in style while also letting everyone around you know that you are a serious gamer. You're yes. not a fake gamer. You're a real gamer. I play at 144 frames a second. Yeah. Get out of my way. Right this way, sir. Mechanical keys. Yeah. Clickety-clack. No membranes. Sir, I'm going to get out ahead of you. Uh, this flight, we have a no mechanical keyboard policy. It uh, really annoys the other guests. <laughs> Uh, all right, before we get into the rest of the news from this week, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor, starting with Freshly. Stressed, tired, just don't feel like cooking? Food that's fast doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Uh, I've been using Freshly for well before they even sponsored this show. It is literally a perfect thing for it's like a meal when you don't feel like doing all the work of cooking back in december i subscribed to freshly for a few weeks because i knew that we'd be writing and working around the clock as we got ready for the the break we were going to take and i knew i'd be tired i didn't want to stress about grocery shopping or cooking or just keep ordering from the same fast food places those delivery fees they do stack up they do so i was actually pretty excited when they sponsored our show so freshly offers chef-made nutrient-packed delicious meals delivered fresh to your door no cooking required your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering's easy. Visit Freshly.com slash newsdump and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak, peppercorn, sausage, baked penne, or their chicken pesto bowl. Mm -hmm. I personally liked the, uh, there was one that had buffalo chicken and uh, I believe it was cauliflower mashed, mashed cauliflower. It was very good. Yeah, they, uh, uh, And uh, it was one of their healthy ones. Yeah, I, lo I love the penne one. The penne one's my favorite. Yeah. Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. And now you can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. Your meals are always delivered fresh, never frozen, and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. Right now, Freshly is offering our viewers $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash newsdump. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash newsdump for $40 off your first two orders. That is Freshly.com slash newsdump for $40 off your first two orders. Now, this episode is also sponsored by Masterclass. I mean, have you ever wanted to try something new or 
perfect the skills that you have in a certain area, but couldn't break through whatever it was that was holding you back. Well, that's where Masterclass shines because you're getting information from literally the best people in the business from a variety of fields like cooking, music, film, animation, business, tech, and plenty more. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the art of DJing and music curation from Questlove. You can improve your cooking skills from Gordon Ramsay. Or you can learn game design and theory from Will Wright. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Yeah, I watched a bunch of lessons from Tom Morello's uh, class on guitar, which is actually more of like a sort of like philosophy of guitar <laughs> than it is like guitar lessons. It's, it's pretty interesting, sort of his, uh, the way he thinks, because he's a very unique guitarist who has... Uh, kind of revolutionize the instrument. Yeah, so you're, you're cool. getting information from people who have been in these industries for decades, yeah. the best in their class. So yeah. it's actually very important to listen and take it all in because mm -hmm. uh, they might tell you something you don't know. Yeah, These cinema quality classes give you unparalleled access to literal experts, and the lessons range from showing you how to execute a technique to insights about the craft. You can explore lessons in any order across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, or computer, and at just 10 to 15 minutes, you can squeeze a few lessons in here or there without setting aside an entire day. If you're interested, we definitely think you should check it out. So get unlimited access to every masterclass, and for our viewers, you get 15% off an annual membership by just going to masterclass.com slash newsdump. That is masterclass.com slash newsdump for 15% off masterclass. Uh, all links are down in the description below, of course. All right, now back into the news. And uh, by now, if you had any desire to, you've already seen the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah, so haven't seen it. But have you seen the black and white version that's now also available on HBO Max? Oh, well, this is never going to end. To be clear, Elliot still hasn't seen it. How many Snyder Cuts are there? I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the black and white cut, but I... Uh, Maybe I'll give it a go. Because I watched the Whedon cut this week. Yeah. Because I watched the Red Letter Media uh, video about the Snyder cut. And I was like, wait, hold on. What's going on? Like, I can't even remember the Whedon cut and what he was, was even involved and how they did things differently. So I rewatched it and I was like, this is dog shit. Yeah, it's so, not good. Snyder cut, it, it's good. Okay. Uh, but the black and white version, it's also there for you now, too. If okay. you're holding out for that, cool. there you go. But now that Pandora's box has been opened and the entire world is wondering what other versions of popular movies may have existed if it weren't for those damn studios shoving their way into the creative process. Um, it could be anything. There, I mean, there's cries for an air cut of Suicide Squad. Uh, that one I'm actually interested in. And yeah, yeah, those cries are only going to get louder now that the James Gunn version of the Suicide Squad is on the horizon. Which looks great. Yeah, I mean, they released a red band trailer on Friday morning. We'll leave a link to that in the description. It looks fine. The jokes are yeah. Whatever. Uh, but the, the action and the ridiculous characters and villains, they look promising. I just like the big shark. He yeah. bites people in half. Uh, the big shark is actually uh, voiced by Sylvester Stallone. What? Yep. And there's a gigantic starfish kaiju in this. As a, Oh, yeah, yeah. They, well. they sort of hinted that. Yeah. Uh, the film, uh, that film, The Suicide Squad, will be released in August on HBO Max and in theaters. But with all the Snyder Cut and Air Cut talk, what if there were other cuts out there? Really makes you think. I need more cuts. Mm -hmm. What if there existed a cut of a family-friendly movie that actually had the potential to be a filthy R-rated romp if the hours of footage left on the cutting room floor had been included? Mm -hmm. We're talking, of course, about the uh, four-hour-long Columbus cut of the Robin Williams classic Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. According to a recent story published in Entertainment Weekly, an R-rated cut of that film actually does exist somewhere. From their reporting, quote, 
Fans erupted online Thursday when a viral tweet referencing a 2015 interview with the director made the rounds, claiming that due to star and comedian Robin Williams' penchant for improv, there exists PG, PG-13, R, and NC-17 cuts of the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, wow. it, it does continue, though. Uh, Columbus says there is no NC-17 rated version of the film, but there are three different versions of it, including an R-rated cut. Quote, the reality is that there was a deal between Robin and myself, which was he'll do one or two, three scripted takes, and then he would say, then let me play. And we would basically go on anywhere between 15 to 22 takes. I think 22 being the most I remember. Uh, as a result, he says, Williams came up with new versions and new lines in every take. Damn. Quote, he would sometimes go into territory that wouldn't be appropriate for a PG-13 movie, but certainly appropriate and hilariously funny for an R-rated film. Oh my God. Adding that uh, Columbus would be open to doing a documentary about the making of the film, thereby enabling people to see certain scenes re-edited in an R-rated version. I need this. I, I, I need to see this. I didn't know I needed this, but damn it, uh, if this is going to be the new trend, instead of doing reboots, yeah. just releasing whatever they shot, however the director wants to put it together, I'm for it. I remember hearing, I might be imagining this, but I remember hearing something similar about Aladdin because he improved a ton of his lines in that. And there was like, I remember hearing that sometimes his improv would get way too blue for a kid's movie. They just but it's got to be, like, be out there somewhere. The on Robin Williams room. box set. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where it's just unedited Robin Williams films. Like, imagine how crazy Hook probably got. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Well, anyway, you know what to do, keyboard warriors. There's a clear template for how this works. <laughs> yeah. It's time to annoy the fuck out of some studio executives until you get your way and allow the world to feast its eyes on Robin Williams pulling out his big old fake grandma titties and sucking on them to get a laugh. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what happened. I, I can uh, only assume that he played with those grandma titties. Yeah. yeah. Um, sadly, this film was made by 20th Century Fox and not Warner Brothers. Yeah. Or else we do actually think there'd be a chance to bully them into releasing the R-rated cut of Mrs. Doubtfire, but... 20th Century Fox, as you know, they're owned by Disney now, yeah. and they probably don't even want to acknowledge the existence of this movie, let alone listen to you beg for an uncut version to be released on Disney Plus or something. I mean, I I hope that some of it gets released. I just can't see it happening. This is what they took away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now, anyways, back to Warner and HBO Max really quick, though. It, it looks like their big marketing move for HBO Max actually does have a timeline on it. And despite the very positive reaction that releasing movies simultaneously in theaters and HBO Max got from people who like saving money and don't really care about going out to the movie theater to see everything, uh, Warner Media has confirmed that this type of distribution method was actually just temporary and that they haven't changed their minds or decided to extend it beyond 2021. Yeah. Which sucks. And I, I honestly thought it'd be a lot harder for them to uh, revert back once they opened this door. No, but... this, this was always a plot to get new subscribers. But like, they're, I... not, they're losing money on every movie they release on HBO Max. For sure. But the, I think they're also going to have a huge dip in subscribers in HBO uh, Max. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, I, this, the way stuff like this, uh, there must be data to show that if you get people to sign up for a service. Yeah. Most people aren't going to immediately leave once the reasons they initially signed up yeah. start going away. Plus, I mean, a lot of these movies are going to be like billion-dollar box office movies. So yeah. Like, yeah, I think we can They're offset a little bit. They're going to make way more money. Uh, but look, the reason behind all of this is because of a deal that uh, Warner Brothers struck with Regal Cinemas in order to get those movies onto HBO Max the same day as theatrical in the first place. Mm. From Collider. The number two theater chain in the world has struck an exhibition deal with Warner Brothers, the studio responsible for smashing the theatrical window in 2021 with its slew of same-day HBO Max releases. That could mean 
the end of that controversial move on the studio's part. Warner Brothers announced late last year that it would be releasing every single one of its 2021 new releases on HBO Max the same day that they hit theaters. For now, Regal will agree to show Warner Brothers films even though they will be streaming on HBO Max the same day they hit theaters. But starting in 2022, Warner Brothers has agreed to give its new releases 45 days of exclusive theatrical engagement at Regal before putting them on the HBO Max streaming service. So, I mean, 45 days, that's still shorter than... Like a Blu-ray? In the past. Yeah. Um, it's Because uh, usually, I, I believe the window before was... 90 like days? 90 days, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we'll uh, see. And yeah, in the past also, I mean, a Warner Brothers movie after leaving the theaters, there'd be like a period of time where there was bidding wars over which, which service, service would get it. Yeah. It might even take longer. But like now, obviously, any Warner movie is going to HBO Max and nowhere else. Yeah. So if you so. want to watch it on there and don't care about the movies, just wait 45 days. But yeah. uh, for me, when everything's back to normal, I'll be essentially living at the movie theater. I'll be in the theater with my razor mask on and everyone's shushing me. I'm like, what? What? What do you want? <laughs> it's so bright. Can you turn those RGB lights <laughs> turn on? Turn the lights off. Is that Christopher Nolan? I'm sorry, I can't turn it off. <laughs> They're permanently on. No one thought to make it an option. I can only turn it off by pulling the batteries out, but then it gets real hot. Yeah, and then I, need, just, I need the fan. I'm not on. getting the filtration. <laughs> then you won't be able to hear me. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's move on to Dominion voting systems and, uh, you know, how they are single-handedly dismantling the right-wing media apparatus because people and organizations just couldn't stop talking about how Trump actually won the election and how there was tons of election fraud and tampering and the voting machines were hacked or altered or messed with. Uh, none of that ended up being true. And that fact was also made very clear thanks to all of the conspiracies surrounding Trump's uh, lost election, causing one of the most intricate and thorough analysis and investigations into our election security here in the United States. Well, it still didn't stop the state of Georgia from... Uh passing the most regressive uh, voting laws in like since Jim Crow. That's so great job, guys. We already talked about it, but that is specifically so frustrating because they had such scrutiny mm -hmm. over their recounts and everything. It's yeah. just like they just proved without a shadow of a doubt that this well, was fine. Yeah, we know that voter fraud absolutely didn't happen, but too many black people voted. So, so we got to stop. Maybe we could do something about that. Mm hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, literally, uh, these states, it, everyone involved, uh, checked. They, they checked multiple times. These conservative states who had a vested interest in finding something. And, he, and <laughs> in a lot of cases had direct pressure from the White House yeah. telling them to find something. They went through millions of ballots. Uh, there was no evidence that anything nefarious happened. But, of course, that didn't stop outlets and talking heads from spreading this misinformation, riling up a bunch of people, and indirectly, maybe directly... Mm, causing the insurrection on the Capitol back in January and, uh, you know, just general distrust in our elections and voting systems. Yeah. Success. Mm -hmm. But once Dominion voting systems started dishing out lawsuits to the tune of billions of dollars, some people were smart. They realized their grift was over and they simply shut the fuck up. While others, and at this point, you know, pretty much just Mike Lindell, yeah. have kept on pushing things and are still, to this day, claiming massive fraud while actually being sued for it brave. Yeah. You know, gotta hand it to him. Fox News was one of the outlets whose tone quickly shifted once word got out that Dominion was getting litigious and going yeah. after people and companies spreading false information about their voting systems, but apparently it was too little too late for Fox News, because now, months later, they've been wrangled into these lawsuits as well, with Dominion seeking a whopping $1.6 billion in damages. Wow. 
Uh, from NPR's reporting on the story, quote, Fox sold a false story of election fraud in order to serve its own commercial purposes, severely injuring Dominion in the process, according to the lawsuit filed Friday in Delaware. If this case does not rise to the level of defamation by a broadcaster, then nothing does. Fox endorsed, repeated, and broadcast a series of verifiably false yet devastating lies about Dominion, the complaint says, including claims that the company's software manipulated the results of the 2020 vote. Uh, in response, Fox News issued a statement Friday morning stating that it, quote, is proud of our 2020 election coverage, which stands in the highest tradition of American journalism and will vigorously defend against this baseless lawsuit in court. I am so excited. Yeah, so this, like all of the other lawsuits, will be a fun one to watch play out. Uh, uh, I, the reason, we were, we were talking about this before the show, but I think the reason that it took so long uh, yeah, to, to watch file it against Fox... Fox of 24-hour coverage. Yeah, it's like Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Mike Lindell. It's like, all right, here's their appearances. Here's what they so said. So when this PDF, which is probably like hundreds of pages, drops, I can't wait to like go to the part where it's just like, all right, on November 20th at 3.30 p.m., uh, blah, 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 and said like, this. All the all screenshots right. with the yeah. chirons. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, it, it, they have to have a thorough list supporting their case. It's yeah. going to be a real whopper. So, yeah, going to be... Exciting to watch it play out, but we're, we're just going to assume that Fox News will already uh, use the excuse that it already used in a lawsuit where host uh, Tucker Carlson was accused of slander. Essentially, you'd have to be a fucking idiot to believe anything that hosts say on our show. Listen, we have news from 3.18 p.m. to 3.26 p.m., and mm -hmm. everything else, that's entertainment. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows this, obviously. They know that when they're tuning into Fox News, they're not getting news outside of the special yeah. news minute. So just uh, ask your grandpa, be like, you're aware that this is all bullshit and it's just entertainment, right? He'll say, yeah, right? Uh, what? <laughs> but yeah, seriously, if for some reason you missed that story from a few months back, Fox, they used that defense successfully. They won their case. Yeah. A U.S. district judge stated that, quote, the general tenor of the show should then inform a viewer that Carlson is not stating actual facts about the topics he discusses and is instead engaging in exaggeration and non-literal commentary. Uh, Fox persuasively argues that given Mr. Carlson's reputation, any reasonable viewers ar arrives with an appropriate amount of skepticism about the statement he makes. And what's even more ridiculous is that this same argument is being used as a defense against a Dominion lawsuit related to the 2020 election by da -da -da -da, Sidney Powell, yeah. the former member of Trump and Giuliani's election fraud task force, who was one of the first people to have a lawsuit filed against them from Dominion. And also one of the first people to get dumped from that A-team of yeah. legal people. because uh, like, We actually, she actually never a, worked with us. This woman's a lawsuit magnet. Get yeah. her the fuck out of here. Send her over to Lynn Wood. They let them work together. Like the next day, they were like, no, she was never part of the team, actually. Don't know her. I don't know. Oh, she was on stage? That's yeah. weird. She was around as long as Slipknot and Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd she go? <laughs> Uh, from a recent Newsweek article, uh, Powell's attorneys have said in a court filing that no reasonable person would have believed her allegations as fact, and therefore she can't have defamed Dominion. Quote, in light of all the circumstances surrounding the statements, their context, and the availability of facts on which the statements were based, it was clear to reasonable persons that Powell's claims were her opinions and legal theories on a matter of utmost public concern, Powell's, uh -huh. Powell's lawyer uh -huh. wrote. Uh, those members of the public who were interested in the controversy were free to, and did, review that evidence and reach their own conclusions, or awaited resolution of the matter by the courts before making up their own minds. You know, do your own research, obviously. Nobody believed the word this bitch said! I was just saying bullshit. I thought you you all knew that I was just literally just talking fucking bullshit. Yeah. I was telling lies. We, well, we all knew we were telling lies, right? 
Everyone, we all we were all in on it. We said before we went out, we were like, all right, you guys ready to go out there? All right, and lie? everything I say from this point forward is going to be fucking bullshit. Don't yeah. listen to me at Don't all. Don't sue me. If you listen to everything I say from this point forward, you're a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> it's, it's lies. Yeah, you're an idiot. You deserve yeah. to be deceived. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Fox News uses that same defense. Um, I think it might be a little harder for, like, their entire programming block to... Yeah. I, I don't know. They're probably a bit upset that Sidney Powell not only stole that defense from them, but also used it before they could in this same general lawsuit. Yeah. So, uh, I Oh, don't know. I'm sorry, Fox News. Uh, Mrs. Powell already used that excuse, so you can't. This, this could be a landmark defamation case. Yeah, could be. And if it goes the wrong way, it could be very bad for the uh, future of like disinformation in this country. Not that anyone should waste the ink and printer paper needed but I'm hoping that at least one, certainly in the court, we'll have printed out the entire like complaint with all of the evidence yeah. from Fox News because it's got to be like this tall. It has to be. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, by the way, okay, so look, next Saturday, reminder, we are screening an actual movie. Yeah. You will see the movie on the screen. A real Hollywood movie. We're not just commentating on it on a, on a blank screen where you have to time it up or sync it and watch it on your own and rent it on your own or anything like that. We will be on our channel. We are playing a movie for you. And that's going to be happening at 6 p.m. Pacific next Saturday. It is the uh, documentary about Pepe the Frog, the Feels Good Man documentary, Matt Fury's documentary. And then we're also going to be discussing the movie with the filmmakers afterwards. So um, probably this weekend or on Monday, I'll put up the thumbnail and the link so you can actually go there and set a reminder for yourself. But send a mental note now. Yeah. Next Saturday, the 3rd of April, 6 p.m. Pacific, watch a movie with us. In the meantime, check out our most recent episodes over here. We have an episode about uh, Amazon employees uh, almost certainly having to use piss bottles on the job and uh, and more info about that big, thick boat that's clogging up the whole canal, uh, as well as a story about all gas, no brakes over here. Check those out. We'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye.